today actually is the first Sunday of the new Coptic year. And the first three months of the new Coptic year to Baba and Hatur, the readings of Sunday are about the love of God the Father, love of God the Father. And the, uh, the, the Gospel of today from the Gospel of St. Luke is about the counsel of God toward us, the will of God toward us. God wants and his desire, his economy toward us, that all of us will be saved. All of us will inherit the kingdom of heaven. All of us, we uh, live eternally in glory with him. But some people, like the tax collectors and the uh, sinners, accepted the will of God toward them. And when God sent it to them, John the Baptist, they accepted the will of God and went to John the Baptist, repenting and asking to be baptized for the forgiveness of their sins. But some other people rejected the will of God, like the, tax, like the Pharisees and the lawyers. They rejected the counsel of God for themselves, not having been baptized by John the Baptist. So in the first Sunday, the church is asking you, are you going to accept the will of God toward you, his will to save you, his will that you inherit the kingdom of God? Are you going to repent like the tax collector and the sinners who repented and went to John the Baptist and uh, asked to be baptized for the forgiveness of, or, of their sins? Or you are going to uh, do like the, tax, the Pharisees and the lawyers who rejected the counsel of God toward themselves and rejected to be baptized by John the Baptist. After this, the Lord said, To what then I sh shall I liken the men of this generation, and what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another, saying, We played as a flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourned to you, and you did not weep. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say he has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Look, a glutton and a wine bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. This actually what we call negative interpretation. When our perception and our interpretation of others is worse than the reality. Is worse than the reality. And here we have two examples. The example of John the Baptist. John the Baptist came, ascetic man, not eating or not drinking, means living in asceticism. So how the people interpreted his behavior? They said he has a demon. And this interpretation is worse than the reality because John the Baptist was a holy and a godly man. 
Then the Lord Jesus Christ came exactly the opposite regarding asceticism. He was sitting with the tax collector, with the sinners, as he said, I did not come to call um, righteous to repentance, but sinners, the whole do, do not need a physician, but the sick. So he came actually friendly eating and drinking with, uh, with the people in a friendly manner. So how they interpreted the behavior of our Lord Jesus Christ, they said, look, a glutton and a wine bibber, a friend of tax collector and sinner. And definitely this interpretation is worse than the reality. And Jesus is God who became man. But how they described him, a glutton and a wine bibber. And in our relationship with one another, especially in marriage, sometimes we fall into this negative interpretation. When we interpret the behavior of our spouses worse than the reality. And this causes a lot of conflict and causes a lot of tension because it puts the other person in no-win situation. Regardless what I do, the other person will interpret it negatively. So if I do something bad, it is bad already. And if I do something good, it will be interpreted as bad, as negative. So this actually, if we fall into this negative interpretation, the, there is no solution for the conflict or the problem. Because whatever the other person is doing, then I am already put him or looking at him from this filter, the negative filter. This negativity put the other person in no-win situation. Regardless what he does, he will be interpreted negatively. If he acts like John the Baptist, we will say he has a demon. If he acts like the Lord Jesus Christ, we will say he is a glutton and wine paper. So we need actually to examine ourselves to see do we fall in this negative interpretation in dealing with others, not only with our spouses, but with friends, with church? Especially some people in, on the social media, they are specialized in this negative interpretation. If they want to criticize someone, whatever he does, they will negatively interpret him. And they will influence people who are following Some people negatively interpret the church and leaders and servants, uh, negatively interpret the government and the, the people in, in politics. So negative interpretation is a common thing in our life, but it is very, very destructive. Let us see what are the reasons of negative interpretation why a person falls into negative interpretation. The first reason is upbringing. If I grow in a family that they are very negative and they look about at everything in a negative way, 
and they criticize harshly everything around them. So let us see, let us think about children who are growing up and going to the church with their parents. And after they return, the parent starts to speak negatively about Abuna, about the deacons, about Sunday school servants, about the youth in the church, about the congregation. And they hear all this negativity all day. Then when they grow up, definitely they will be negative because the children like a sponge. They will absorb all this negativity and then their mind will operate in this way to look at everything around them from negative perspective. So they will interpret everything negatively. And apparently the people that the Lord said uh, to whom I liken, uh, to what then shall I liken the men of this generation uh, and what are they like? So the Lord here is speaking about the generation, a whole generation. So apparently the negativity in this generation was very common. That's why everyone grew in, in family or in a society that is negatively interpreted everything. So the whole generation became like this. They are negatively interpreted everything around them. The second reason of negative interpretation is hatred. Because if the, if the heart is full of love, as we read in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, love thinks no evil. Love thinks no evil. So if the heart is full of love, we will not think evil of others. But if the heart is full of hatred, then we will interpret the actions of other in a negative way. Like Satan. Satan, how he deceived our mother Eve. He negatively interpreted the work of God. He told Eve and Adam, do you know why God told you don't eat from this forbidden tree? Because God knows if you eat from this tree, you will be similar to him. You will be like him. So definitely, God told them don't eat from this forbidden tree because he cared for them. He loved them. He did not want them to die. But Satan negatively interpreted the love of God and he told them God doesn't want your best interest. Why Satan negatively interpreted uh, the words of God to even Adam because he hates God. Hatred make, makes us look at people around us from this uh, filter in which we see everything they do is wrong. Everything they do is wrong. Another reason, insecurity. When we feel insecurity, uh, insecure, there is tendency to interpret people negatively. Like the wise men, they went to Herod asking about uh, the king uh, that they saw his star. And they, he told them, he is born in Bethlehem, go uh, find him and come back to me. 
Then in a revelation to them, they were instructed to go back to their country from a different route. How Herod interpreted this? Let's, in, in Matthew chapter uh, 2, verse 16, then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. Definitely, the wise men did not deceive him. But he interpreted their action as deception. Why he was insecure about his kingdom. And because of, because of this insecurity, he killed children, infants, two years and under in a whole city. Insecurity actually can make us think that people around us want to hurt us, want to harm us. And in order to justify this theory in our mind, then we start to interpret their actions negatively. In order to justify for myself why I should keep distance from these people, why I should not interact with these people. And instead of saying, because of my insecurity, no, I will say because they are bad. That's why I need to separate myself from them. Also, past negative experience can uh, make the person uh, interpret others negatively. Uh, St. Paul in his ministry, sometimes people left him, like Demas, left him. So when Mark left him in the first, uh, in the first uh, missionary trip, St. Paul was disappointed. And he interpreted the action of Mark as Mark is not suitable for the ministry. And he made a conflict between him and Barnabas regarding Mark. St. Paul refused to take Mark with him and Barnabas so that no, Mark should go with them. And because of this conflict, no, they were separate from each other. But St. Paul, when he re-examined himself again, and he found that he negatively interpreted St. Mark, in his second letter to Timothy, he told him, bring Mark, my son, because he is profitable for the ministry. But because of negative experience that he went through, he also interpreted that when Mark left them, uh, he interpreted this action as uh, Mark is not profitable for ministry. And the last reason behind negative interpretation is self-righteousness. When I feel I am better than the rest, I am more holy, more righteous than the rest of the people, then I will interpret their actions as bad, as negative. This was the problem of the Pharisees and the lawyers. They thought they are righteous more than other people. That's why they negatively interpreted John the Baptist, negatively interpreted the Lord Jesus Christ and his ministry. Even their prayers 
like the parable of the Pharisee and tax collector who went to the temple to pray. And in his prayer, he compared himself to the tax collector and he said, I am not like this tax collector or other sinners. So they are standing before God in prayer, but they are self-righteous and they negatively interpret others. We need actually to examine ourselves because negative interpretation can destroy our relationships, whether with families, whether with relatives, whether with friends, in, in work. We need actually to stop this cancer, the cancer of negative interpretation, because it destroys our relationship. So how can we overcome? Number one, we need to recognize that we have this problem. If you see most of the people around you are bad, then you have this problem. Because it's impossible that most of the people around you are bad. If you see the whole world is dark, then the problem is in your eye. Not in the world. So, you need to recognize that you have a problem. If you see most of the people around you are bad or negative, and you just trust very, very few people around you. Maybe you trust three, four persons around you, and you don't trust anybody. Then you have the problem of negative interpretation. Another thing to help you, whether you have a problem with negative interpretation, try to think about goodness in others. For example, think about what is good in the members of your family, your spouse, your parents, your children, your siblings. Try to write their names and write something good about each one. If you are bumpered with a lot of negatives about each one of them and you cannot find anything good, then you have this problem, negative interpretation. Because it's difficult for you to see what is good. No one is all evil. Even the worst people in the world, they have some goodness in them. But the problem, we got used to see negativity in people. Then, once you acknowledge that you have a problem of the negative interpretation, then have hope and trust that you can overcome. As we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, taking every thought captive to the knowledge of Christ. So every thought, we will take it captive. Even the negative thoughts, we will capture them and nail them on the cross and replace them with positive thoughts. I told you that negative interpretation comes from hatred. So try to full, 
to fill your heart with love. Ask God actually to pour his love in your heart. And also start to do the works of love even if you don't feel the emotion of love. Do the works of love. As St. Paul said, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him drink. Even if I don't feel the emotions of love toward my enemy, let me do the works of love. And when God sees my faithfulness, then actually he will change my heart from hatred to love. The negative emotions in my heart will be transformed into positive emotions. And once you start loving people around you, you will find excuses for them. And you will look at them from a positive perspective. I am amazed at the Lord and how he was able to find excuses for people around him. On the night of his crucifixion, he took three of the very close disciples, Peter, James, and John. And he asked them to stay awake with him in this night. And he was praying, and he was in agony, and his soul was sorrowful. But the three disciples slept. And again, in a very positive way, the Lord was very compassionate on them and he found excuse. He told them, yes, that your spirit, your soul is active, is strong, but the body is weak. So he gave them an excuse. He did not blame them. He did not negatively interpret their reaction as they don't care about him, they don't love him. All these years, they are not grateful to all what he had done to them all these years. No, he found excuses for them. Even on the cross, he prayed for those who crucified him. And he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they were doing. So, find excuses, try to find excuses. When you start thinking negatively about others, try to find excuses to them. And lastly, train yourself for positive thinking. Train yourself for positive thinking. Each time you are attacked with a negative thought or negative interpretation about somebody, replace it with something positive. If Satan told you this person is bad, is prideful, whatever, then try to find something good in this person. Replace the negativity with uh, positivity. Uh, as St. Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, 
if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. That's what St. Paul wants us to think about. Not to think negatively, and not to interpret others negatively. He told us, I want you to think and meditate about what is true, what is noble, what is just, what's pure, what's lovely, what is of good report, the virtue, anything praiseworthy. So when you capture yourself thinking something negative, remind yourself with Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Am I following the commandment of the Lord? Am I thinking positively? Am I thinking about what is true, what is pure, what's praiseworthy, what is, uh, is virtue? Or I am allowing myself to negatively judge the people and negatively interpret them. Remember, negative interpretation is so, so destructive, not only to you, but to people around you and to the relationship. That's why I said it's like a cancer. Destroy, destroy relationships, destroy the person, destroy the whole community. And let us fight this sin and let us think positively as our Lord instructed us through uh, our teacher, St. Paul, Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Before.